0: Ah, welcome to a nice football podcast, Red Edition. Uh, Tommy's here to join us. Cooper's here to join us. We're going to go through it. Uh, Cooper, I believe you were the only one at the stadium for this. Yeah, the only one
1: good enough to attend to attend the game. Um, I'll give you a, a pass because of the early notice and the, the pre-planned holiday. But, Tom, you're a fucking disgrace. Oh, bro, Easter is sacrosanct in the Ford family. Like...
2: You, you, you cannot deny the biblical revelation of my childhood. Okay, so, and fine. Christ- Christianity's out of vogue. That's cool. By all means, let's not turn this into an anti-Christian podcast. Amongst
1: everything else that goes on, so so sacred that on Wednesday night, when you were pissed as a nude at the pub, you had no plans other than being at High Marsh on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Or Friday no. I'm, so losing, I'm losing my mind. Losing my mind Friday <laughs> if
2: it was on a Sunday, I probably still wouldn't have been there.
0: Um, I was one of those 2,000 people that bought a ticket and didn't rock up to the sellout. Nice. One of those guys. I, um, I was away for the weekend, uh, pre-organized, annual kind of family holiday thing, so I missed it too. But had it on, hot spotting off the phone up in the Riverland. Onto the laptop to try and get a stream on Paramount. And uh, for some reason, it worked better than it does in Craigmore. So (laughs) I don't understand that. You can try and fucking figure that one out, Paramount. Up to you. Um, Am I right in saying I'm just going to go straight up with this? Is this the worst we've played for some time? We were
1: actually, we were very, very, very lucky to not lose this game. Yep. No, I totally
2: agree. I haven't seen us this dour since. Or potentially the victory draw. Yeah. Which, we... you know, it's a shame because you can't really, you look at the lineups, it was pretty much as we anticipated. I think Cooper called it early that uh Jay Barnett would come in for Isaias, who had a little hamstring niggle, who would be back this week, hopefully. Big um, it's it, it is a big out, isn't it? I mean it's yeah. funny because three months ago we may not have said that, but he uh, has three been a revelation. Months ago,
0: we were saying it was tarnishing his reputation as an Adelaide <laughs> player. He was losing his spot on the Mount Rushmore of Adelaide United. And here we are saying, Oh, big out. Where is he? <laughs> yeah. No, but we did
2: lack a lot, especially in this game when they have Um, that midfield, I mean, Caceres may have played wide formationally, but you've got that midfield three of Caceres, Burgess and Luke Bratton, Mm. and you really need a solidified mid three to go up against them. And without one day to be able to come in to alleviate that kind of thing. Yeah. It put a lot of pressure on Louis Dorigo, who, you know, playing his 100th game. The the youngest ever Adelaide United footballer to reach 100, 100 games at what twenty one
1: years of age or something by by two and a half years as well that that has love potential that. to never be broken. I love yeah, that. Yeah, potentially.
2: Yeah, potentially. Hey, because you look at the current crop, who could who could usurp that? I'm not sure because it's one of those things. If you had held on to if Riley McGree wasn't such a world beater, he would have had a hundred games by twenty one. But I can't That's see the anyone. Thing, in his is, most
0: Louis in that. Awkward kind of spot where you probably, um, you know, if you're you're good enough, you're going overseas or moving mm. clubs. But Louis maybe not quite reached it. And then there's other. I'm not saying he's not good enough, but there's been other circumstances around that that's seen him not play as much football. He potentially could have played even more football than we have seen. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. well, before we go into the game, he is one of
2: three guys off contract at the end of the season. Do you see him being re-signed, or potentially Has to be. would he be? Could you? I don't know. I'm getting the impression there might be a uh, inter A league transfer here.
0: I hope not. Seriously, hope not. That would be a massive disappointment. I, I, I don't think so. I think he's going to stay. So I, I don't know. Obviously, but... Creeps our man on the inside. He would know more than this.
1: I'd be hoping he stays as well. I, I'm yeah. on Sam's page that I'd be significantly disappointed if he didn't.
0: He seems to love. The, uh, just like representing Adelaide and stuff. He's always one of the most pumped guys out in the field when we score, even when he's not involved in the goals. So I take that as a sign that he really likes playing for Adelaide United and um, we will want to continue that as well, provided he gets the chance. And assuming he doesn't just get pushed to the side again with Izzy and day playing, holding mid when day's back from a snap leg.
1: Yeah, yeah that's me. it. For me, when it's all said and done for Craig Goodwin, I think Louis Dorigo is probably the next captain of this club. I think there is a wow. a real spoon-fed opportunity to just have a solution for the next 10 to 12 years, and it would be a really bad mistake to lose that.
0: Mm. Um, on that, guess who popped up and scored again? Do we need to say anything about it? Yeah, really, uh-huh. really good finish from Jack
1: Rodwell. <laughs> It's their own goal territory and off the post. Um, yeah, well,
2: he copped a lot of shit from um, English media. Actually, a lot of uh, there was a lot of English circles retweeting that and saying, "Where do you think track, uh, Jack Woodwell
1: is now? Uh, I don't know scoring own goals in the A League. I don't know what they were enjoying bashing more, whether it was the state of the state of his finish to to put us in front or the cornrows.
2: Oh, the state of his head! My God, what are you playing at? He thinks he's peak Rio Ferdinand now. He's gone to centre back.
0: I'm giving the goal to Craig Goodwin, so you can all just shut the fuck up now. (laughs) It's another brilliant
2: Craig Goodwin goal. Um, A a guy that could have, he could have had a very early goal in this game as well. I think when you look at the balance of play, we start, I thought we started the game really well. Uh, I thought the first 15 minutes, we were all over them. Uh, That was definitely the best period of football in, for us, for the longevity of the game and yeah he had a, he had a glaring opportunity there was a couple of others that were spurned it looks i think you know when you get to the end of 90 minutes it, you know sydney probably had the better of it and we're going to we'll probably go into detail about it as well but in that early period we definitely could have taken the ascendancy and not put the game beyond doubt but definitely put it beyond them scoring a goal in the last 10 minutes to equalize that's for sure
1: yeah, well, um I don't know if you guys have anything from from the period in between our goal and theirs. Um it was pretty dry. It was pretty poor football from both sides. There wasn't wasn't really major opportunities. We are probably lucky to have not conceded by the time Lafondra scored the equalizer. Um Gauchy Just,
0: unlucky. They started turning the screws a bit and we found ourselves in a in a position I haven't really seen us do for a while, which is just looking like we didn't have an answer. You know, we often have patches where teams get on top and we defend a bit, and then we look super dangerous when we counter. We weren't even really doing that; we just had nothing to offer, and they were just mm-hmm. coming back at us. They were knocking the ball in and around the box on the edge of the area for a while, um, just looking super dangerous every time they went in there.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing again where we get angry that we're not relying on a 17 year old. Um, But on this occasion, you know, we've spoken before, we shouldn't be relying on him to, to come on and win games for us, but he is the kind of player that we should be using to come on and protect games for us. Um, I think some of his best moments and his best goals for us have been goals. He's scored that have put us two ahead with 20 to go rather than playing the last 20 minutes, one ahead. Um, And Nesta sat and sat and sat on the bench and I just feel, I've spoken about it before and he's obviously signed his extension and, and I'm wrapped and he does wonderful things for the club. But Colviat to me is still at times so tactically inept that this game with 30 minutes to go was screaming out for Nesta, Ria, and Kunda because we were under the pump mm. for the first 20 minutes of the second half and there's no better player in the A-League to play a fucking long ball to and just say hold it up, run at him, take him on, kid. And then Nestoria and Kunda, and we have waited until 30 seconds after a team that was very happy to come to Adelaide and play for a draw has equalised and bringing him on at a point where a team as that can be as defensively good as Sydney FC, at a point where they were just happy to sit back and, and take a draw, just virtually rendered him, you know, ineffective.
2: Uh, wholeheartedly agree because this was not a game set up for Ibasuki at all because we just we couldn't find him not not in the air not from wide balls we, there was no hold up play from him whatsoever and so there needed to be the immediate the call and yeah, like we could have put because if Halloran's going to play ninety minutes this is another game where you question why Halloran played ninety minutes because I thought Cloth again that was going to be every, my point every week Cloth seems to be getting better and better. And for him to be the one to make way, um, just it, it made absolutely no sense to me. Because when you've got an ineffectual Halloran, bring Nestri on, bring Luki Ivanovic on for Ibisuki, maybe at 50 minutes, maybe at 55 minutes, like Cooper's saying, when you can see that Sydney are getting their foot on the ball, they finish the game with more possession, more completed passes. You know, they they look the better side. They look the only winners going into the into the end of the second half. And yeah, I, I totally agree that the changes made no sense. The only one that made sense was Jay Barnett coming off because he was gassed.
1: Well, but to even me, there. it was at, at the 64th minute, we took Hiroshi Basuki off and Jay Barnett off. And we brought on Luka Jovanovic and Ethan Alagic. And then mm-hmm. after we conceded, we brought on Nestor Irenkunda and Johnny Yule. And I think those are the two players that needed to come on after 64 minutes.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure, because what what's Ethan Alligage doing in that uh J. Bar role? It makes absolutely no sense because there's no solidity from the guy. He doesn't have the double pivot, the DM mindset. And so if you're bringing him on to be an attacking outlet to, you know, try and offset what Sydney are doing, that's not the guy to do it. Johnny Yule's the guy to do it, like you said.
0: The flip side for me with the when you talk about Tao and his tactical in tactically inept and the frustration of not giving Nestor minutes, the, the flip side of that for me is it, I genuinely confused by how much faith Halloran has consistently shown. And sometimes I know we I go pretty harsh on him sometimes on this pod. He's been a great contributor over the years for Adelaide, but he's also is a player that doesn't step up always when we really need him to, when yeah. he is a player that we're looking to to step up in a, in like moments like this, or when we need a, you know, we're trying to grind it was, Oh, he had that excellent game where we, he was forced to play right back for a while. And he, he did a great job and grinded out. I'm not saying he should stay at right back. Obviously. I think he should, but, well, I don't think so because he's not going to produce that every week. Cause he just does games like this where he looks uninterested or just he, he's unreliable. He is not reliable. He's and got much rather see Nestori get minutes put into him.
2: He's um, got as many
0: yellow cards as goals and
2: assists this season Ben Halloran. Mm. I, I would Ed. like
1: to know where Bernardo Oliveira fits into the end of this season because he is the guy that if Nestori doesn't have a star in him, that I would like to be I would like to see starting on the right wing. Um start here for you on Ben Haller in 2022 2023 season 21 matches played for a total of 1766 minutes for three goals and three assists
0: it's not enough from a player of his quality not
2: enough it's at whack. all. it's whack. when you consider Ne's only had 400 odd minutes this season and he's already what got more goals than that where yeah. what, what are we waiting for why are we not why are we not playing
1: this guy more yep yeah, agreed Yeah, four goals and two assists in thirteen hundred less minutes for Nestori. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, Uh, it can only be the money thing, right? Like you bring in
2: a former Socceroo, a former Adelaide. You wouldn't call him a legend, but he's been he's been very good for Adelaide United in the seasons where we have been building to this position now. But you know, in my mind, Bernardo would be ahead of Nestori or Inkunda in the pecking order. And so, where does that where does Halloran fit? Like, is it? Time to try and get rid of this guy?
1: Potentially. Potentially. It's it's, it's time to bring Brandon Borello home. That's what it's
2: time to do. Oh, geez. Don't get me Did we not miss out on him? This guy sat clubless for eight months and we didn't even consider bringing the SA boy home. Would he have come? It's a good question. That's a good question. Because there's a lot of self hating Adelaide footballers out there. Who don't be- <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. they they're out there. Um, I don't know. He may he may have, he may not have. We'll never know. But um, yeah, I just I don't know if Halloween just went away and then had a bit of a disaster overseas, but came back with that that boost to his ego or something. I don't know. That might be harsh. I mean, I'm talking about I don't even know the guy, but you yeah, know, so unreliable it's frustrating. Um, can we talk maybe about Zach Clough? Because you mentioned he started playing. He's improved so much. It seems to have taken a long, long time to the point where many people had written him off and now is really starting to come together. I think he got man of the match in this one, I believe. and he did, yeah. For Adelaide. And I think what's important about that for me is that it's a game where Adelaide weren't good which I think in the past has been... I think the game's cloth has been good in our games that Adelaide have, have kind of won cruised. or, you know, been been fairly comfortable with. Um was this one. We were horrible when he got man of the match, so he didn't go missing. Yeah, his first 20 minutes were excellent. He was involved in everything.
2: The intricate link-up play between the midfield and attack and he was feeding the wide man and getting into the box and taking shots and stuff. He he's still, he doesn't give you the impression he's going to be a Flores Carusca, which we talked about previously, but maybe he's going to offer a different kind of dynamism in that he seems a little bit more uh, like a cog in the machine rather than, you know, a flare player that's going to break open a game. And I think he he has got a lot to offer going forward and we've got another season out of him, don't we? And so if he can stay injury free and he can continue along this path, I think you're going to see an even better footballer next season. My only concern is we're going to we're going to miss our window.
1: Miss our window in terms of of potentially winning a title. Mm, yep. Whilst we're the youngest team in the competition, we've got that weird gap in between. We don't have many
2: like 25 to 29 year olds in there we've got a very young side we've got a very old side where we don't have you know louis Rigo having 100 games at 21 years old is crazy because it's not um that's not something you would anticipate in an a league team and that's what we're very much lacking in and I've, i just i just wonder where we go after this season from here do we blood all of the kids all of the guys that were involved in that brilliant npl goal that they scored against metro on the weekend or do we go the other way and we go out and try and sign a couple of experienced off-contract guys, shoehorn them in? I just it, ma- it makes I feel like we're I feel like we're about to reach like an in-between stage with the with the squad list and where we go from here.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely gaps in it. Uh, you look to right back. Not sure about Madonna. Um You look at. I think our centre back position is still fairly average for the A League. Um, yeah, have... when you look at what you look at what Sydney have, they've got Wilkinson and Rodwell playing centre back, so there's mm. not
2: there's no comparison really. I have yeah. concerns
0: over the nine spots still because I think you know we're lacking versatility there, and you've got Ibasuki. Ibasuki is very much a like there's a certain style to him. Do you have to kind of play with for him to score goals? And the option after that is Jovanovic, who's still, you know, as much as I like him, is very raw. Yeah. Um, I I worry about that position a little, but you know, man. Yeah, I think Harry Van
1: der Sarg's a forgotten man as well. Um. Oh, not, I forgot. Not, I did Yeah, I'm Harry. not overly yeah. concerned about our fullbacks. I did forget Harry. There you go. That's
2: true, yeah. It could have been a very different season if he had stayed fit, actually. Because he looked mint the first four games that I saw him, and I was really pleased going forward. Yeah, that's probably a good option as well. Hopefully, he comes back the same as he was prior. I'm just, i
1: just consistently worried about this team.
2: I just don't know. I I always
1: feel like we're punching. I think it's just the Adelaide way because you're caught in the mind of if we miss our window, it's going to be heartbreaking. But if we do what we did in 15-16 and we win the league this season, are we going to lose everything we've got and be left with a bunch of kids to struggle again? So, yeah. yeah. I think I think the way to go is, is you focus on the last seven games in this season and, and just try and win it and enjoy it while you can and, and whatever happens, happens from there.
2: Mm. I feel like our crop of kids are better this time around, though. But like you could... You don't want to gas them and you don't want to overexpose them to professional football, but if you did give them an extended run next season, say your Yules, your itches, um, you know, Musatore is an interesting option. He What did he? He signed something, didn't he? He signed like a scholarship deal, so, so he's ready to come into the team.
1: I mean, that gives you a different kind of versatility if- up front. Look, I think if we win the league this season and it all gets blown up and we get left with the kids, we bring Sergi Guardiola, Sergio Guardiola into the side, and at the yes. end of twelve months, we ask him which stint he preferred. <laughs> is he still scoring goals in La Liga, or can we get him back? Do we um do we have anything else on on the Adelaide game, or are we happy to happy to move on, Sammy?
0: Oh, you. Host Cooper is back. Is he? Well, you're somewhere to be. Um, mm. Do you have something else you wanted to share? Did you? I,
1: I wanted to touch on um, there's been a bit of discussion on Twitter during the week in
0: regards to a certain Johnny Warren medal. I've just muted Cooper there because uh, I'm cutting him off because he just decided to take on hosting rights again. We'll get to that. I just <laughs> want to quickly, before we ditch the Adelaide United stuff, we got West United this week. I need to ask your predictions.
2: I didn't know that you had can new just, capabilities.
0: Can I just point out that this is why I asked? Hey, yeah, Sam, I knew. I had we a feeling with the game. No, I did. I had a feeling you were going somewhere, but I'm a spiteful fuck, <laughs> and uh, you know, this is what happens. I'm running this show. It's a dictatorship. Adelaide United, Western United, this Sunday predictions, please. You've been able to mute all this time, and you've never once cut me off. I no. Look, I find I find that kind of I like that. There That's you cool. go. But you're getting um, close think, if you don't answer this question in the next I think 10 seconds. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to back us in and go 2-0 Adelaide United um at home, but I am frustrated at how important this game now becomes after the weekend. Um, You know, we had that, we'd sort of gone a little bit, I think, off the rails, and, and there was that dream of, oh, if we can get within a game of City, that last game of the season, there's going to be a... There's going to be a Premier's plate dream alive. And I think it's important to wash the brain of that now and go, we need to make sure in the next fortnight that when the Mariners come to High Marsh on the 28th of April, that it is a nothing game. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, very no, good. Great
1: shout. We need second Asian champions
2: league, be a massive boost to this side. Uh, Western United suck. And if we get anything less than three points, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Score.
0: Uh, we win four nil. I reckon. Okay, I'm going 3 1, Adelaide, the old faithful 3 1. All um, right, Cooper, would you like to talk about the Johnny Warren medal? Uh, I would just quickly
1: on second place there, Tom, with Asian Champions League. Um, yeah. We had a chat with Nathan Cosmina during the week. Here we go. And second place will we be did. AFC Cup. Uh, who's we? Not Asian Champions League. So it'll be AFC Cup, which is the second no. tier of Asian competition. You won't did I read? Current, and currently, we are administrative... Fuck, that's a long word. Administratively administrative? not qualify. Qualify. fuck me. <laughs> I've lost the plot. We wouldn't qualify on administrative terms at the moment. We don't it's have... A, it's like an academy set up and something else that we don't have to a high enough standard to even qualify for the AFC Cup. So if we finish second, the back office oh, staff shit. will have like three months to ensure that we get these things up to scratch so we'll be even able to play in the tournament in the first place. I don't
2: understand. Our MPL right. team are kicking goals. Am
0: I meant to believe that... There's I don't supposed... want to go down this rabbit hole, but am I meant to believe that Adelaide setup up is not good enough? But some of these clubs playing in like the middle of Vietnam and <laughs> Thailand and Indonesia lower down in their leagues are yeah, it seems better run administratively. Seems ridiculous. I supposedly
1: it. supposedly there's only four A-League clubs at the current point in time
0: uh, that if qualified for Asian football would be able to play in the competitions. I find that completely ridiculous and unbelievably I just I'm gonna just sh- come straight out and say corruption yeah this is anti-sa corruption. bias at its at and I'm its not even fucking kidding best no I'm not even kidding that there's no way you look at some of the leagues we play against teams from there's no way that some of the clubs that have come to highmarsh in the past there's no <laughs> way they are more set up than we are you can't tell me that Bali United with old mate fucking <laughs>
1: Dave up front or whatever his name nah. was have a legal youth set up that qualifies them for these
0: tournaments. Who was that Vietnamese That's team we guys. absolutely battered?
1: Ho Chi Minh.
0: Nathan Burns scored a bunch against. Ho Chi Minh, yeah. took the piss. It wasn't Come on. Uh, <laughs> are we talking about Johnny Ward um, or what? Yeah, Do you want this so or
1: not? We'll move... Let's go. There's been a lot of talk during the week about the Johnny Warren medal and where it belongs this season. Um, I personally believe, and there's a lot of strong belief, that Craig Goodwin should be winning his second Johnny Warren medal this year and that Jake Brimmer is probably the worst recipient of the Johnny Warren medal in the A-League
0: era. Um, The worst? That's a great call. I wonder who is the worst. Oh, this is a separate... This has got to be a separate time. Um come back so, to that later in the year at awards time. Yeah, <laughs> no.
1: so I don't know if you have anything to say on on whether you think that Craig should win the Johnny Warren. I think it seems to be a pretty standard opinion. He's only the third player in A-League history to reach double figures in the same season for goals and assists. Um, it should be preconceived. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was not the Johnny Warren medal, but the Alex Tobin medal, which is the old mm. media-voted Fox Sports medal that's now a, a Network 10 Paramount Plus Mm. Panel panel of experts that decide the winners and release their votes every single week. Now, with three games to play in the regular A-League season, only three players can now win the Alex Tobin medal. And Craig Goodwin is not one of them. Matthew Leckie currently leads the count on 29 votes. That's gross. That's insane. Two months of football injured and leads the count on 29 votes. Brandon Borello on 25 points and Joe Lolly from a Sydney FC that could barely win a game for the first six months of the season in third on 23 points and Craig way too far behind on 19 points and can now only get to a maximum of 28 votes. How is Joe Lolly in there? That is ridiculous. We've we've spoken a million times in, in betting terms about these fucking experts that seem to know absolutely have just no idea what they're talking about and just quite frankly, I couldn't believe when I saw this this leaderboard and that the Goodwin isn't even. Look, I wouldn't be mad against the wall if if he wasn't leading the thing. But the fact that he's so far behind at this point that he actually can't win it is just bewildering.
0: That's well, experts it, for you. Like, yeah, what, are, the, what do you know? The lecky frothing is a bit ridiculous. He's been good since the World Cup, but come on, man. Like, but this is. He's is also missed a season. bunch of football. This was the, the the Matt Leckie that couldn't do anything.
2: He couldn't assist. No. He couldn't
0: score. He couldn't he do shocking. fuck
2: all. How um, on earth is he on 29 points?
0: Borello, I'll give you some more leeway. But He'll Joe probably L- win it. Joe Lolly is a classic example. We, we do this thing in Australia where we a guy comes over from England and people like overstate shit almost to a, like a patronizing level mm. or like... You know what I mean? Like it's just, like where it's really cringy and over the top. I was talking about it. I think when when we did that soccer pod. pod, we play it. We played Ecuador, mm-hmm. and some of the commentary from Andy Harper with ten minutes mm-hmm. to go in the second game. Oh, what a joy it's been to have Ecuador come here, the mighty Ecuador. How good have they been? What quality and like, yeah, yeah, they're good. But like, shut up. Stop acting it's, like. it's... Like, they are some pinnacle, like, it's just, I don't know, it's a really weird, it seems small-minded thing that we do in Australian football still where we act like we're not mixing it amongst these teams and, you know. So when a guy like Joe Lolly comes over, he comes from the UK, and we oh, oh, look at the difference in the quality. Oh, 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 oh. Shut up, hey. Just get fucked. He's not good. He's okay. Ooh. He's not bad, but fuck me.
2: The the interesting point on that is Joe Lolly was Zach Loff's teammate, was he not, at uh, Nottingham Forest? And I I struggle to remember a single pundit frothing at the lips about Zach Clough being in this Adelaide United team. Yeah, it's, a, this it's is, a
1: heavy combination of Eastern bias alongside the international bias. It's yeah. I saw it, you know, if Jake Brimmer last season produced the season that he did playing for Perth Glory, Craig Goodwin would be a Johnny Warren medalist. Oh, fuck oath, he would. And he would have won it in a canter.
2: There's no, that was the biggest robbery in the Johnny Warren in the history, man. Because everybody was saying Craig Goodwin was going to win that award. Like not, not even just Adelaide Bias. That was everyone up and down the East Coast, all the pundits, the experts. I can't believe he lost it. I can't see him winning it this season, though. I don't,
0: because even when Aaron is further
2: away from it this year. Same, because even when Aaron Moy put up those ridiculous stats, you know the eleven goals, twenty assists, he didn't win it that season. So I don't think it, it necessarily means you're a shoe in to um to take it home just on that alone. Um, Joe Lolly this season, Do five you not? Dollars, Did Moy not assists. win it?
0: Are you? Moy's never won it.
1: Never won it. No.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm.
1: Sounds like it's, it's just sh- a
0: nonsense award who cares? Well,
1: It is, it makes me wonder what you need to do in, in the year that Jamie McLaren broke The, the league goal scoring record And no one in the league really Did much else, he he didn't even come close
2: I'm mm. trying to think Who won that, was it the uh won one from Sydney that season? Uh, you know, Meziweski was um, good Mezevsky? yeah Could have been the Ulysses de Villa year as well Yeah I don't know. There's some suspect names in this list. We should go through it next week. We should see. Uh, we should see if you guys can guess who won
0: it. We'll, we'll reserve it for the when it comes around, I think, end of season. All right. That'll be fun. All right. I think we might leave it there. It's getting real late. I need to go to sleep. You need to go to sleep. Uh, we're doing a proper night shift here at the moment. Um, have a look out. Episode 108 is out. Sadly, it doesn't rhyme with Michael Bevan this week, which is unfortunate because... I was looking for some more Michael Bevan content. Um, Stay tuned. Get us around on social media. Go the Reds. Go the Reds.